Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone, how you all doing? And welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. I hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land, no matter where you're tuning into it. Could be completely internationally or could be locally here in Northern Ireland. I hope you're all keeping fine and well. I have to be honest, this week's podcast will not be a fun one at the very beginning. At the the start of last week's podcast, uh, we very briefly mentioned uh, that a good friend of ours, good friend of the show, Mickey Daly, had actually fallen ill. And this past week, we heard the terrible news that Mickey had actually passed away. Now, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, obviously, uh, were absolutely stunned about this news, but it seemed to be everyone in the piping world was equally so. And the outpouring of love, support and messages from all over the piping scene, not just locally here in Northern Ireland, uh, it's just incredible, really. So I feel there's no other way that we could start uh, this week's podcast without paying tribute to our friend, uh, who will be sorely missed by everyone, uh, Mickey Daly. So... Yeah, we reached out to a number of sources, of course. Uh, Mickey has been part of many different pipe bands over the years. And we asked their pipe majors and band representatives and such to get in contact with us and just to share their thoughts. Now, that's not just to say there's been so much outpouring. And, uh, you know, even there's been online performances as well. Kyle High actually dedicated one of his uh, marches that he's been doing each day to Mickey. It's, it was such tragic news, it really knocked everyone over. And our thoughts and sympathies really are with Shelley Ann and the Campbell family and the Daly family too. This will be an incredibly difficult time for them and for all of his friends at the moment. Uh, just really quite tragic and terrible news to try and take in. Which what's in the middle of what is already an incredibly difficult time with all of this global pandemic carrying on. So at this point in the show, we're going to dedicate some time. Instead of our usual kind of start where we talk about our Patreon and our website and all of that kind of stuff, and we get into listener mail and weekly drone and all of that kind of stuff, this week we're going to spend some time and we're going to dedicate the beginning of this week's podcast to our friend, Mickey Daly. And to everyone else who reached out to us, Here's their thoughts on the passing of Mickey Daly. I first met Mickey when I answered a knock at my door. Standing there wearing a motorbike helmet, all he said was, I'm here for Kalibaki's music. Typical Mickey, straight to the point. He was a reliable, trustworthy, and more than able band member. The piping world now has a gap that may never be filled. From Andy McGregor. Column Kill Pipe Band, done a recruitment drive in the local secondary school. Michael and about four or five of his friends joined. Michael lived five doors away from where we, the Hassans, lived. Michael and my son Mark both learned at the same time, 
Both were extremely easily taught, with their first tune being the tricky, itchy fingers. I never to this day have come across two boys who were that easily taught. Michael very quickly became an extended member of the family, and when we were not practising on the chanters, Mickey and the boys played football, and when we went shopping, so did Mickey. I have always been proud that Michael was taught well enough that he could go on to other bands and play up the grades. What makes me even prouder was that Mickey never forgot where he came from and who taught him, remaining a close family friend and a friend of Colum Kill, always. The Hassan family and I and the Colum Kill pipe band were deeply saddened and rocked to the core when we heard the devastating news of Mickey's sudden illness and passing. We send our thoughts, prayers and condolences to Shelley Ann, the Campbell and Daly families at this difficult time. A young gentleman ticking too soon. Rest in peace, Mickey. From Brian Hassan Sr. Although Mickey only competed with the Quinn for a year, he immediately fit into the band and he became part of the extended Quinn family. He was a very dedicated and a very loyal member, not to mention a very talented piper. Although he played with various higher grade bands, he never would have belittled our players and he never would have questioned my leadership. And that's a quality that not many have and it didn't go unnoticed. In fact, Mickey would have encouraged the players to reach their full potential with his kind words, calming manner and he was a real asset to the band. His love and dedication to piping was only second to his love and dedication to Shelley Ann and this was clearly evident to anyone who knew them. His loyalty also extended to Shelley Ann's family too as he spent many days and many weekends away with Martin and Jenine. Mickey had a huge personality, he was always up for a bit of fun and crack and he and Shelley Ann certainly lived life to the full. Shelley Ann, Martin and the family have all lost a huge part of their lives. Although their pain may fade through time, their memories of the special moments never will. I would like to take this opportunity on behalf of the extended Quinn family to express our deepest sympathy to Shelley Ann, to Martin and all the Campbell and Daly families and trust that they will find comfort and the knowledge that Mickey made a huge impact on so many people who count themselves privileged to call him their friend. As someone once said, those who knew him will miss him, and those who didn't have missed out. Hi Rob, David Chesney here. Uh, all, all the band at Glus Celt uh, are really shocked and saddened to hear what has happened to Mickey. He joined the band last year, and was really looking forward to the season starting. Unfortunately, obviously, COVID came about and it was cancelled, but he was a, a great character. He had a great attitude, and we're really sorry we never got to compete with him. Our deepest sympathy goes to Shelley Ann and his family circle at this time. Thank you, Nate. Mickey, I never thought I'd have to write this, but it was a pleasure to be able to play alongside you and have you as a mentor. Natalie and I always looked up to you, quite literally. (laughs) 
But no matter what, you'll always be an amazing friend to us. Our sincere condolences go out to Shelley Ann and both the Campbell and Daly families at this difficult time. Have a party up there, big man, and we'll see you on the counter march. Rest in peace, my friend. Davy Moyes and Natalie Meldrum. Mickey Daly. Although only in the band for a short time, Mickey was a very popular and likeable character who still kept in touch with its members after the band had finished competing. He was a great piper who turned up knowing all the tunes and just got on with the job with no fuss. On behalf of all the Vale of Athol Grade 1 members, Mickey will be sadly missed and the band are very grateful for the time we had together with him. Sincere condolences to Shelley Ann and all Mickey's family and friends. Vale of Athol Grade 1 Pipe Major Adrian Cram. I just want to say uh, we are absolutely gutted at the loss of Mickey. He was a tremendous personality. He was a terrific piper and a great friend. And all of our love goes out to Shelley, his family, and his band. Um, we know that he's smiling down on us with a pint in his hand. And anytime it rains on a band at the Worlds, we'll assume that's him relieving himself of said pint. So, uh, Mickey, Slancha brother, uh, love Josh and Andy, Chanaran podcast. Deepville Memorial Pipe Band is shocked and saddened to learn of the sudden passing of our former piper, Mickey Daly. Mickey joined our band at the beginning of 2014, and it's no coincidence that this was one of the band's most successful years, culminating in the World Championships. Mickey was a talented Grade 1 piper, and from his experience, helped to raise the standard of other pipers in the band. Mickey's larger-than-life character meant he was popular with the members and supporters of the band, both young and old. The band wished to extend their heartfelt sympathies to Shelley Ann Campbell and all of the Campbell and Daly families. Our thoughts also go out to all of Mickey's friends, of which there were many. I have to say a huge thank you to all of our contributors. Uh, we do know that that would not have been easy to share your thoughts and feelings like that, honestly, at such a tragic time. Again, I have to repeat myself, uh, but from ourselves here on The Big Rab Show, we can say that Mickey will be very sorely missed. He was a good friend of the show, never missed a podcast, and was quite happy to add his commentary every now and again and chip in with words of wisdom uh, when we were getting things wrong. (laughs) So Mickey will be very sorely missed by ourselves in the Big Rab Show. Um, We have to say our sincere condolences to Shelley Ann and, of course, to the Campbell family and the Daly family as well. And, uh, yeah, just to pass on our thoughts and just to let you know that we're all here for you. And, uh, yeah, Mickey will be very sorely missed. So guys, um, this has had a huge impact in the piping scene here in the UK and also here locally in Northern Ireland specifically. And So I do know that a lot of you folks tuning in internationally may not be aware of who Mickey was and uh, his impact on the piping scene. But I do hope that this kind of gives a little bit of the gravity of the kind of the amazing person that he was. He was certainly a big personality and uh, he was considerably taller than I was, and always just to love making fun of me. I thought you were a big rab, sure you're the only height of two turf. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think at this point, after we've dedicated the beginning of this week's podcast, 
we should really take a break at this point um but yeah i think i can't go any further without playing one of uh mickey's proudest moments actually was being a part of the vale of athol pipe band in 2018 he competed with the band at the world's and yeah had the honor of walking into the circle with them and yeah competing with the band and he he did say that it was one of his you know highest achievements i suppose is competing at the world's in grade one with the veil and playing some blistering tunes so yeah at this point we'll play a little excerpt i suppose of uh mickey's performance with the veil of athol back in 2018 and then we'll get into the rest of the show so here they are Here's the Vale of Athol pipe band, a little excerpt from their 2018 World Championship performance. There you have it. That was a wee clip there of the Vale of Athol pipe band featuring our friend, the late Mickey Daly. Now, I have to say, our email address is open and you guys can email us your thoughts and feelings, of course, uh, following such a tragic event. Uh, you can email us bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Feel free, email us and uh, yeah, your thoughts and commentaries and stuff will reach the next podcast um, next week. 
So, folks, I hope you don't mind that we dedicated some time, uh, you know, paying tribute to our late friend. Um, so I know that a lot of people listen to this internationally may not know who uh, Mickey was, but I hope you kind of get a little bit of a feeling as to his impact to the piping scene here in Northern Ireland, the UK, and around the world too, for that matter. Um, so, yeah, we thought we couldn't uh, start this week's podcast any other way. All right. Let's get into it, shall we? So we don't have any weekly drone this week. We don't have any word of the week, any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you can send us in your thoughts and feelings, of course, our email address, like I said. But you can also send us in some weekly drones. We've got some big stories to cover. And, uh, yeah, this week's news from the piping scene has been really quite busy this last while. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, there's a lot of news to get through. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the news, shall we? Yeah, I want to give a shout out, uh, yeah, first of all, in the piping news, to the Catamount Pipe Band, yeah, who held their online St. Patrick's Day celebrations. I have to say there was some really great piping on that uh, on offer as well from the Catamount Pipe Band. So thank you, folks, for obviously for sending me the link and everything to be able to tune in and watch. Uh, but also shout out to Andrew O'Sullivan. Thank you, Andrew, again, for telling us about this event. Uh, we had shared the live stream link and everything, whatever actually happened. I think you can actually go back and watch it now on the Catamount Pipe Band uh, Facebook page and everything. So you can go and view it again and donate and everything and help raise some funds for the band. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Catamount Pipe Band and your St. Patrick's Day celebrations. It was great to be able to tune in and join the crack. Thank you. Now, at the start and the end of every Big Rab Show podcast, we have a tune called Big Rab Show's 200th. Now, you guys probably know it quite well by now. We've been playing it on nearly every show since. Uh, but yes, that was composed by the piping legend that is Lincoln Hilton. Now, Lincoln actually published a video about a week or so ago now. I don't know if you guys actually managed to see this, where he was able to play Highland Wedding for three minutes just playing a chanter. With no bag. No drones, just blowing straight into the chanter without taking any breath. It was unbelievable. He was able to circular breathe for three minutes playing Highland Wedding. And there is a big warning on the video saying, do not try this at home. (laughs) Wow. I have to say, I was super impressed watching that video of Lincoln doing that. I don't know, but I can barely even... Where is my chanter here? Yeah, I have my chanter here. If I could even get this. Yeah, I can. Sorry, headphone listeners. If I could do circular breathing for three minutes on a chanter, I have no idea how Lincoln did it. So, yeah, well done, mate. Uh, for those of you who are Lincoln Hilton fans, go and watch it. It really is a feat to behold. Lincoln's skill of circular breathing is something else. To be able to keep that pressure as well for three solid minutes and not miss a note, or even the tone didn't change. Yeah, it was kind of superhuman seeing Lincoln doing this. So go along, Modern Piping-Lincoln Hilton, of course, on social media. Go and have a watch at it. Quite incredible, quite incredible. Awesome stuff. Now, I have to kind of harken back to last week's podcast where we actually spoke to Nathan Mitchell of uh, BagpipeCentral.com. A lot of you folks out there really seem to enjoy that interview. And I actually checked out the video portion of the interview as well that was on our YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of you guys actually, yeah, we're asking tons of questions about the website and such. So, uh, yeah, our, our advice is really is go and check out the website for yourself. There is a whole vibrant community over, over there. And so many people over there can answer all sorts of questions about 
you know, your instrument, how you can sell it, how you can mail it, how much it's worth, how much you can expect to pay. All sorts of really interesting information is over there. Bagpipecentral.com. Shout out to that amazing interview from last week. So thank you to Nathan for that. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please listen to last week's podcast. It was quite a good one. Uh, where we did chat to Nathan all about this new website, Bagpipe Central. Really quite a cool space. So, yeah, go and check that out. And, yeah, just a shameless plug. It was a great episode last week. Not to say that this week's episode is poor by any means, but we have got quite an amazing interview coming your way for this week's show. Looking forward to bringing you this. It's going to be all sorts of fun. All right, but that's to come in this week's Topic of the Week. Now, let's move on. I have to give a mention this week to the Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop. There's still currently ticking registrations for both the competition and for workshops. And this will be happening April 17th and 18th, all online via Zoom. And it's for ticket holders only. And you have to register through the website eventbrite.com. So if you haven't, then you're missing a trick because you're going to be missing some of the best tuition and that from some of the big names in the game. So go and have a look at it. The Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop. Like I said, it's happening April 17th and 18th. And if you are interested, tickets are available now through Eventbrite. So go and get yourself registered. Now, this weekend, I have to say, there's quite a lot of piping happening over the course of the next few days. From I'm recording this now on the 24th of March. Uh, there's quite a lot of piping happening. And a lot of people would think, well, sure, Rab, there's a pandemic on. Surely nothing's happening. No, there's loads. This weekend, one of the biggest events, actually, would be Winter Storm 2021 in March. Yeah. (laughs) Winter Storm at Home, they're calling it. So it's online at home via their website, winterstorm.net. You can go and check this out. It's absolutely free, which is another thing that I find find really incredible, really. So a lot of the alumni will be taking part in this. You'll have Alan Tully, Fred Morrison, Stuart Little, Willie McCallum, Callum Beaumont. You'll have some of some big names in there, you know, all given performances. You'll also have, I think, a scene in the trailer video, a little performance by St. Lawrence Atul. That's going to be worth tuning in for. Plus, I think Richard Parks will be there as well. Uh, perhaps answering some questions i'm not sure how that's working Uh, but yeah a lot of big names drawn into this event all happening on saturday the 27th of march and like i said it's totally free so if you're not going to be tuning into this you're seriously going to be missing a trick so that's winter storm 2021 and it's kind of winter storm online isn't it yeah so that's this weekend on the 27th go to their website uh, winterstorm.net and check that out on saturday looking forward to that actually that should be all sorts of fun now i have to say the piping action this past weekend was absolutely insane did you guys catch the new zealand nationals oh my word what a competition i have to say i was absolutely glued for both days of the competition i watched absolutely every second of it that i could and for those that i didn't catch and i actually ended up falling asleep at like three in the morning I ended up catching up on the next day because it all happily lives now on the New Zealand, that Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association that lives on their YouTube channel. I could just about talk. 
So yeah, for those folks out there who missed the live stream, it is all up there now on the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association YouTube channel. You can go and watch it back if you're like me and you ended up falling asleep and then you wake up in a panic and go, oh no, it's the end. I missed like three bands or four bands or something just by dozing off. Thank you to the time difference. But yeah, I have to say a massive, massive congratulations to everyone involved. The competition was absolutely superb. And in all the grades, all the way from 4B to grade 1, it was simply brilliant. Even the juvenile bands as well, wow, I have to say. And, and the drum major in display as well it was really interesting to watch. You know, the flourishing, drum major flourishing, that was all sorts of cool. And the street march competition, oh man, I absolutely love the street march competition. I really wish that was something that we could do here in the UK that would be similar to that. I think we're really missing a trick. The street march competition is awesome to watch as a spectator. And I'm sure it's a lot of fun for the bands too. I've seen a lot of the bands marching past and there's a lot of the drummers just a big silly smiles on their faces. They look to be having a great time. So yeah, street march competition, superb. Go and watch it. If you haven't yet, please do. Some amazing music was played on the march. It was really, really cool. But yes, your results then. The results from the Nationals, in case you didn't watch them from New Zealand... Winning the juvenile competition was the city of Invercargill. Well done. On grade 4B, the winner was the Scottish Society of New Zealand. There you are. Grade 4A went to the city of Invercargill. They're a grade 4A band, so there's two prizes for them. Well done, guys. Uh, Grade 3 then went to Canterbury, Caledonia. There you are, picking up grade 3. In grade 2 was St Andrews College. Yeah, and a blistering performance it was too. And lifting the top spot in Grade 1 was Canterbury, Canterbury Caledonian. And I think this is the third national championship now. So yeah, congratulations guys. And to all bands who managed to lift prizes, I think honestly you deserve a huge pat on the back. Well, well done. Now I have to say, I was doing a little bit of armchair judging and I got the results completely wrong in all of the grades. Every single one of them. (laughs) So I don't know if it's, you know, me being out of practice, perhaps, and I haven't, you know, been on the grass listening to bands live in a while, Um, but it kind of made me second-guess myself, thinking, well, Rab, am I losing my touch here? You know, but absolutely, every grade that I was listening to, I had a different band possibly lifting the top spot, so... Hey, there you go. This was definitely stuff that Rab got wrong. But yeah, I have to say a huge, huge congratulations to all of the competitors, all of the organisers too. And the the team who produced the live stream, by the way. Oh my word. Absolutely outstanding. I can't tell you how great the coverage was. The multiple camera angles, the audio quality was impeccable. And I have to say, the internet connection was top class. We were able to watch it in full 1080p HD visuals. You could see every blade of grass. It was simply brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the commentary as well, in between each band and stuff, was quite interesting. And uh, I think they had a dog cam... Or at least their their cameramen seem to really love filming dogs because in between every band they seem to zoom in on another dog that was there. It was very entertaining. Don't get me wrong; it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's such great coverage, and yeah, go and check it out. It's on there now on the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association YouTube channel. Definitely worth a watch. If you didn't catch it at all, go and watch it. Do yourself a favor. I have to say, one of my own particular highlights was the Grade One medley. By Invercargill. Wow. 
that was yeah, I absolutely loved that. There were great performances, in fact, in grade one and grade two, and all the grades actually. See, I'm going to start picking out bands now, and people are going to get offended. But yeah, Canterbury's medley selection. Whoo! And uh, yeah, uh, come on, Rab. There's so so many brilliant performances. I'm just going to start annoying people if I start picking out bands. So apologies. I have to say, a huge well done to everyone. So. Yeah, just because we have an appreciation of how difficult it can be to live stream an event like that. And yeah, that was done absolutely flawlessly. It was brilliant to be able to tune in internationally. Fair enough, it was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But yeah, it was so entertaining. So well, well done to everyone involved. If anything, yeah, I'm going to be controversial here. But I really do hope that our associations here in the UK and around the world, can you see the value that live streaming events like this can really bring to an event? Uh, This was an event that was essentially going to be local. It was a local national championships because no one could travel in internationally. And having this live stream was able to pull in such a huge international audience to what they were doing. And they were able to publish and publicize, sorry, I meant, they were able to publicize their piping culture and all of that from New Zealand and display it around the world and show folks just how talented they were, you know? So honestly, I really do think that we have a lesson to learn here, uh, not only from the Street March competition, but also from the live streamed coverage as well. I do hope that this is something that our associations here could possibly I don't know, maybe we want to have a stab at it, have a go at it, you know? And if it's not ourselves in the rap show or doing our usual live stream and stuff, then maybe bring in a professional company like they did. And, yeah, pay someone. Here, here's a here's a check. Go and live stream the British or the Euros or, you know, Dumbarton or the Worlds that's coming up. You know what I mean? Food for thought, food for thought. Moving on. On to our next news story. I have to say the Pipe Band Association of Ontario put out a huge announcement this past week about a big event called Summer Blast. Now, for more information on this, we will be talking more about it on a future podcast. But for more information, go to the website summerblast.ca. Now, where they're taking registrations for this event at the moment. And they're currently open until April 30th. So we will be talking more about this in a future pod. Don't worry. Uh, but yes, I think this has been in a long time in the planning And, uh, yeah, it seems to be quite an exciting event. Yeah, when they're talking about all sorts of educational things. I'm not going to spoil it. Go and do yourself a favour. Go and check out summerblast.ca if you're in the Ontario area. Or even if you just want to check it out and be a little bit curious. Go and have a look. We will be talking more about this in a future show. Uh, But, yeah, Summer Blast is coming. Registrations are open now and they close on April 30th. That's all we're going to say for now, but we will talk more about it in future. There you are. All right, moving on. Uh, Yes, speaking of piping that happened this past weekend, as well as the New Zealand Nationals, we were able to catch quite an amazing competition, actually, or not competition, concert, that happened all live on Facebook. Of course, it was held by Alison Crowley Duncan, and yet there was hundreds of people tuned into this, and for good reason. Yeah, Alison put on... An amazing show, I have to say. It was a mix of traditional piping, I have to say, uh, with hornpipes and jigs and MSR's performances, but also a lot of contemporary music and things that Alison had come up as well, like original compositions. Quite a cool, quite a cool concert, I have to be honest. So, yeah, congratulations to Alison. 
quite an amazing performance. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. And the funds raised by this online concert will actually go help uh, towards her brand new EP or a new album. So we're looking forward to that, actually. So as we have more information on Alison's upcoming release, then certainly we will let you guys know on where you can go and get your hands on it. Because, yeah, who doesn't love new music? So, yeah, just a, a shout-out in the pod this week. Congratulations to Alison Crowley-Duncan for quite an amazing concert over this past weekend. Now, upcoming, we have a concert coming from Project Smoke. Now, I've been talking about Project Smoke now for quite a while. Of course, Ali Levac plays with the guys. And this last while, they actually filmed a little bit of a concert in the toll booth there in Stirling. Now, this whole thing will be broadcast on Facebook on April 1st at 7pm via the toll booth, toll booth in Stirling facebook page so get that into your calendar for those of you out there who are fans of project smoke and that, let's face it who wouldn't be ali levac and the guys know how to play a blister in tune so yeah if you're a celtic or folk music fan at all and you do fancy yourself some project smoke then go and check it out april 1st it's on the toll booth in sterling facebook page i'll be tuning in for that for sure that's all sorts of fun now, before we get on to the next news story, I wanted to give a quick mention this week, a quick congratulations uh, from Campbell College to Aaron McWilliams. Yes, there was a bit of an announcement there recently to say that Aaron from Campbell College in Belfast had managed to yeah get signed up and join in with the World Pipe Band uh, previous champions, Field Marshal Montgomery. There you are. So, yeah, it's great to see that, you know, Guys who are still playing with school pipe bands and stuff can make that huge jump and play with such a grade one, a grade one giant such as FM. So yeah, well done to Aaron. Uh, look forward to seeing you on the grass, mate, with the drum on. Excellent stuff. Now, I did mention a gig there that was happening on the 1st of April. There's also a gig happening on the 2nd of April. Yes, I think I might mention this in last week's pod, but I'll just mention it again because it's definitely worth looking at. It's the Lewis and Harris Piping Society, and they're hosting the pipe major Donald McLeod MBE online Kayleigh. Now, this features some some of the top pipers around the world, really. We have Stuart Little, Ian Spears, Niall Stewart, Connor Sinclair, Willie McCallum, Sarah Muir, Angus McCall and Gordon McCready. Now, this will all be broadcast live, of course, on the Lewis and Harris Piping Society Facebook page, and it will also be on their YouTube channel as well. So go and tune in, 2nd of April, 7pm. I'd have visions in my head of folks listening to the piping news and just taking notes of dates and what to watch. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I, I don't know. I just have visions of people sitting there with a notepad and pen. Right, Rob, when's the date? Okay, 2nd of April. Okay, what time? 7pm. Okay, where at? YouTube. All right. It's the Lewis and Harris Piping Society. <laughs> so that's where it is. And you have, like I said, there's eight of the top pipers around the world, you know, performing at this Keeley, all online. Going to be all sorts of amazing piping. I'm looking forward to that. There you are. Now, I think I've already did mention it, but the World Online Piping and Drumming Championship Spring Edition is now open and still ticking registrations. If you are interested, go to bagpipelessons.com forward slash competition. I think I did mention it in last week's pod, but just wanted to mention it again. In case you were considering entering the competition, go to the website now. All full information there on what your playing requirements are, blah, blah, blah. That's all up there now. Go to bagpipelessons.com and check out the details for those wanting to enter. All right, I have to mention now in the next news story, the Scottish schools would normally around this time will will be having a freestyle championship. Now, this is normally held in person and is all sorts of entertaining. Uh, But yeah, of course, global pandemic happening at the moment. The Scottish schools 
have had to do all of this remotely. Well, as a result, the Scottish schools have all kind of produced all sorts of videos and that for their entries for the freestyle championships so we're now going to be able to tune in on facebook live and actually watch every performance now i think this is kind of a, an unusual step but we haven't been able to do this before uh, the event actually happens live and we don't think we actually get to see it uh, so yeah this is being presented on facebook live so Shout out to Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust. This is going to be all sorts of entertaining. So tomorrow, actually, Thursday the 25th, that's when it starts. That's day one of performances. You have three in total with the results and everything being read out on Sunday the 28th. In fact, on the... um, on the Saturday or Sunday, sorry, on the Sunday we also have the People's Choice Award, where your voting opens at 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. here in UK it closes, and you have the eventual winner. The full results of the competition will be read out 7 p.m. on Sunday the 28th. So, like I said, guys, we'll have piping Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week. We've got so much to enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested, go and check that out. It's the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust and the Scottish Schools. 2021 freestyle championships that's going to be all sorts of entertaining i'm sure looking forward to that all right moving on uh, i have to give a mention this week to bucksburn and district go on the bucksburn now the reason i'm giving them a mention is because they uploaded quite an exciting number of photographs where they have purchased some brand new drums and these things look amazing yes all brand new shiny premier drums with the chrome hardware and everything, and uh, but looks to be like a royal blue, like a, a light royal blue. Very, very cool, I have to say. Yeah, and a shout-out to Mick O'Neill as well from the Premier uh, Drum Company who sorted them out. Uh, so, yeah, Bucksburn and District, looking forward to seeing you guys playing these new drums. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear them in action. So, yeah, they look the parts. They certainly do look the part. Very shiny and new. They look class. So health to enjoy, folks. And yeah, can't wait to see you on the grass with your brand new drums. Okay, on the 28th of March then, in case you haven't had enough piping and drumming action with Winter Storm this weekend and the Scottish Schools Championships, well, we also have another competition from the Brisbane Boys College. Yes, Brisbane Boys College Pipe Band Competition is happening on the 28th, thanks to Pipe Bands Queensland. Now, this has bands ranging all the way from Novice Juvenile B all the way up to Grade 2. So, I have to say... Dead excited for this. The three grade two bands that we have here uh, listed for entry, actually, is the Emmanuel College Highlanders. Uh, we have Marumba Pipes and Drums, and we have St Andrews Pipe Band as well involved. So looking forward to that. It's a medley competition, actually, uh, for grade two. So, uh, yeah, and I think it's MSR as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. See, stuff that Rab got wrong. It's a combination of the two. So, yeah, really exciting, actually. So go and have a look at that. As, as far as kind of... Any online live streaming is concerned. We're not sure that there is any. We've been doing what we can to try and find a link or something for you. Or even details of a possible live stream. But yeah, there's been zero details on that. But as soon as we do find out if it will be live streamed at all. Or perhaps even if there's videos from the performances. We'll certainly share those out on the Rab Show social media as soon as we can find them. There you are. So shout out to the Brisbane Boys College Pipe Band Competition this upcoming weekend on the 28th. And good luck to everyone who's taken part there. Have a good tune. Okay. I have to give a mention this week to Stuart Robinson. Robertson, sorry. Stuart Robertson is releasing a new album. In fact, it's a debut album. Now, Stuart... 
yeah, he's calling this North to South, and it's his debut release, and I, I have to say I'm dead excited for this. Now, for those of you who don't know who Stuart is, Stuart has been involved at the Wapol pipe band for the longest time, uh, but he's also played in many other different pipe bands as well. This last while, he was kind of the kind of step-in leader, I suppose, from the band, uh, eventually whenever their new PM was appointed, Alistair McLaren. So, yeah, I'm dead excited for this. So, if anything, rather than talk more about the album on this week's show, I do hope to talk to uh, Stuart on next week's podcast, and we'll actually bring you that interview and a few wee clips and stuff, I suppose, from the album, if we can. So, yeah, for more information, of course, you can go. There's a Pipes Drums article on the album already, and uh, if you go and have a search for Stuart Robertson, uh, you can go and find possible links where you can go and pre-order it. As far as I'm aware, it's not actually out yet, but it will be very soon. So it's available for pre-order, and that's North to South as debut album. And yeah, whenever he, with the interview on Pipes Drums actually was quite interesting. He spoke about he loves everything from Mozart, Led Zeppelin, through modern guitar-sounding heavy music to you know more traditional stuff. So yeah, this album really quite interesting. I have to be honest, I've already got a copy of it. I've listened to it. And uh, to say it's an eclectic mix would be an understatement. So <laughs> there's a lot of influences in there. So I can't wait to talk to Stuart about this on a future podcast, all about his brand new album, North to South. Some really interesting pipe in there. Cool, cool beans. All right, moving on. There was an announcement there just about a day ago, actually, about from the Scottish Highland Games Association here in the UK. And they put out a list of events running through the end of May all the way through till August, uh, of events that will not be going ahead. Yeah, they had a huge meeting and made a decision, basically saying that none of the Highland Games, running from May all the way through to the end of August, will not be happening. So, really quite sad news uh, to see that so many events have been cancelled, and there's quite a list here. There's a lot of Highland Games will not be happening. Uh, but of course, this is all in the interest of public safety and following government guidelines. It's yeah, it's difficult to see these events getting cancelled. So you know, like this, and it's yeah. But at, at the moment, we're kind of getting used to it by now. Now I have to say, this brings me into my next news story, which created quite a bit of a stir on the Big Rab Show uh, social media, and that's no understatement. The commentary we've got, actually, on the post that we posted today on our social media following this news story actually had some folks who were involved in the association actually trying to provide like clarification on certain points. So, yeah, but it was quite interesting following the conversation. Now, I'm being cryptic, of course, but this last while, just yesterday, in fact, the music board from the RSPBA put out an announcement saying about the easement of playing requirements for the 2021 season. This is a result of the ongoing COVID-19 situation. Now, I'm reading kind of verbatim. It says here, we hope that the member bands find this useful uh, should the two remaining championships take place. Now, the music board understand that preparation time will be dramatically reduced to participate in these championships and therefore have taken appropriate action to ease the playing criteria. Now, when you break it down, you look at the actual website. In fact, I would actually encourage you to read it on the website. Their social media posts didn't read very well and was kind of confusing actually raised more questions than answers, but if you read it on the actual website itself, it did make sense. For Grade 1, for example, uh, you know, for the likes of the Worlds or even for the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton, one MSR and one medley is to be presented 
and that covers you. Grade 2, only one medley is to be presented. So that's all sorts of cool as well, I have to be honest. Uh, so it's great to see, uh, looking at Grade 3 as well, only one MSR, uh, that's A and B. Juvenile, only one medley. Uh, grade 4A and Novice Juvenile A, the criteria remains unchanged with one prescribed MSR to be presented. And Grade 4B and Novice Juvenile B, again, unchanged with a prescribed 2-4 March to be presented. So... It's great to see that the association are kind of thinking about this and saying to themselves, well, if the Scottish does go ahead, this is now March, you know, and will a grade one band or a grade two band, for that matter, be able to march in there with two MSRs, you know, or two medleys under their belt? You know, a lot of bands wouldn't be able to do that in time for August whenever Dumbarton and Glasgow rolls around. Now, this did spark a huge debate on our social media saying, seriously, guys, you're looking at playing requirements for these two major championships. It's like it's looking like it's not going to happen. You know, why not just pull the plug on him? Well, this kind of sparked a bit of an online row between all of the commenters saying, seriously, you're talking about playing requirements. We haven't been able to practice in over a year. <laughs> I don't know if my hands will even move again. Never mind lift a drum and lift a pair of sticks. Or will I even be able to play Green Hills? Never mind playing, you know, Pumpkin's Fancy (laughs) or something. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, bands were arguing back and forward with each other saying, come on, guys, seriously, there's there's Dumbarton and the world seriously happening, Uh, you know. Well, I have to say, for ourselves in the Rab Show, we take that as a positive move. We can see now that the music board do kind of factor in other elements when bands are preparing for events like this. They do know that bands have to group together and actually practice and put a set together before they can actually bring it to the grass. So it's good to see that they're actually lowering the playing requirements very easily. They could have just said, nah, if you're playing in grade one of the worlds, you need two medleys, you need two MSRs and that's it. And they, they could have took a very hard-nosed approach, but they didn't. They actually made an announcement saying that they're reducing the requirements here. So honestly, I do think this is a positive move. You know, I do think the music board are listening. And yeah, this is a positive step, in my opinion, here on The Rab Show, for what it's worth. But again, I do have to kind of partially agree with a lot of the commenters and stuff that's online, saying realistically we're seeing events all over the calendar being cancelled and these two events are clinging on by the skin of their teeth. Do we seriously think that these events will take place realistically? And we've spoke about this, of course, on previous episodes of the show. And our own thoughts are, I would say at this point, it's kind of highly unlikely. When I just spoke about the news there that came from the Scottish Highland Games Association... And a lot of their competitions had all had the plug pulled on them too. And a lot of those dates are actually around the time of Dumbarton and Glasgow. So, yeah, you know what I mean? But the commentary that we're seeing online is that the decision does not lie with RSPBA. The decision actually lies with the events companies who are running these events. And for now, the events company who run Dumbarton and Glasgow have not made a decision yet. And we did say on last week's show that following the AGM, we were told that we will get an announcement about these in the coming weeks. So we do hope, if we're honest, we hope that we get an announcement sooner 
rather than later. And I have to say as well, for the World Championships, especially with having an international flavour to the Worlds, we honestly cannot see that being plausible. A lot of folks on online commentary were saying that international bands would find it incredibly difficult to travel, book accommodation, never mind the additional time that it would take you actually have to quarantine here in the UK. So if you fly in from foreign fields, you have to quarantine for almost two weeks before you're able to join the general populace, actually compete for a week, and then fly back home to wherever that may be, and you may have to quarantine for an additional two weeks so you're talking at least about a month a month and a week possibly even a month and a half of your time to compete at the worlds i don't know about you guys but i haven't got that many holidays on work (laughs) i haven't got that kind of leave to take off you know if i was to tell my boss hey i'm taking a month and a half off work to go and play at a pipe band competition i could tell you what the answer would be so i don't know guys whether the worlds will actually happen or not again i have to err on the side of caution and say that we haven't had an official announcement yet we do hope that we will get one soon and either tell us either way yes it's happening no it's not we do hope to have direction um but yeah we do have to kind of agree with most of our online commenters and say that it's kind of looking very unlikely especially for international bands uh traveling in to the uk which can be incredibly difficult i I don't know i don't know uh again this can be one of those things where you're just going to have to draw your own conclusions i'm gonna have to get that on a (laughs) t-shirt you know someone design us a t-shirt draw your own conclusions uh yeah but there you go i don't know guys we're we are still waiting on proper full-blooded announcements from either rspba or the organizing companies who arrange these events So I guess for now, the music board are doing what they can and trying to mitigate the impact, I suppose. If we do get an announcement to say, yes, guys, the world is on. We'll see you in August. You know, that would throw bands into a bit of a blind panic. Oh, crap. We haven't practiced in a year and we've got a world championship to compete at in a few months. (laughs) And even at that, can you realistically call it a world championship when it could essentially be only UK bands playing at it? that's a controversial point to leave you on there yeah there you go food for thought if you do have any thoughts of course you can contact us on weekly drone yes i'm sure we'll get some weekly drones on this and the music board and the adjustment of plan requirements i can see the weekly drones coming in now yeah so bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone is where you do it Plus, of course, you can get us on our email address as well. Like I said at the start of the show, you feel free to email us on anything. That's bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, this week's show is definitely one for the Celtic and folk music fans. Coming up next in this week's topic of the week is quite a huge interview with a big name in the Celtic and folk music scene here in the UK. We get chatting to the guys of Heron Valley. Now, if you haven't heard of who Heron Valley are, then... uh, Yeah, you're going to want to stick around and actually hear what the crack is with the guys. So, without further ado, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range 
Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning axial range was then selected by the Grade One Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products. Please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making. Using the finest materials, employing bespoke design, and committing to constant innovation and evolution, including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. LoneStarPiper.com, your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at lonestarpiper.com. Lonestarpiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Time for topic of the week. Now, this week's interview. Is like I say, I have to say, this is quite a huge interview to bring to the show. Uh, this this band from the Celtic and folk music scene, quite a big name, and I am a little bit starstruck. <laughs> Whenever I recorded this interview, I did kind of fluff over my words and think to myself, "Oh my God, I'm talking to Heron Valley." So yes, I have to say, for those who are listening to the show and. Uh, Wondering who Heron Valley are and why is Rab talking like that and why does he sound as if, oh my God, give me your autograph. That's for that reason. I've been a fan of Heron Valley now for years, what seems like years, and I've been following the band's progress really from the absolute outset when they were playing in Cayley Halls until they were playing in stadiums here in the UK and around the world for that matter with a US tour in Canada and oh, been everywhere. I have to say, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to introduce these guys to the podcast and hopefully introduce you guys to their music if you're not already a fan. So, yeah, without further ado, let's welcome Heron Valley to the Big Rab Show podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Abigail and Alistair from Heron Valley. How are you, folks, as well? Yeah, good. Thank you so much. Yeah, good. 
I tell it's great to have you, you know, if anything, because I'm a little bit of a fan, just a little bit. So I'm a wee bit starstruck, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> so for folks out there who don't know who Heron Valley is and you don't know who Abigail or Alistair is, do you want to introduce yourselves, guys? Yeah, so I'm Abigail Pride. I'm the singer and fiddle player in Heron Valley. And uh, I'm Alistair, or Ali McLean, and I'm the flute and bagpiper. There you are. Now, we also have a banjo player, guitar player, keys, all of that, but they're not joining us today. But we do have two of the best musicians we could nearly say in the whole thing. We'll not worry about the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, but seriously, I, I have been following Heron Valley now since... I think it was the first time you released a music video which was pressed for time, which was on the back of a boat in the middle of... <laughs> so, do you want to tell us about the origin story then of Heron Valley and how you guys all got started then? Yeah, so um, Press for Time was kind of like a really big moment for us. Um, up until then, we had been playing, you know, Granny's 80th birthday Kayleys and weddings and... <laughs> uh, Anything that you could think of, just a Kaylee in the hall, uh, Burns Nights, anything you can think of, we played it. Um, anywhere you think of in Scotland, we played it. We've been to the far corners of nowhere in Scotland. <laughs> um, so when it came round, um, it was kind of about the same time, you know, the likes of Skipnish and Scary War were, had released music videos. I think that's mm. kind of like a big time um, in trad music where music videos had become a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were so shocked with like with such warm response from uh, everybody online with that press for time video, and then um, we basically just kind of wanted to show like the the boat kind of thing was kind of like representation of like the journey we'd been on and things like that, and uh, the the gig at the end was just us having a good time, and we kind of wanted to put that across in the video. So it certainly did come across, yeah. If anything, then, Abigail, things just kind of skyrocketed for you since then. Do you want to tell us then, you guys have been really heavily touring. Well, obviously, now lockdown, you can't at the moment. But before all of this nonsense, you guys were insanely busy, weren't you? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, we were so looking forward to it. And Ali especially was really looking forward to it. And <laughs> his first tour of America got cut just as lockdown came. So um, that was a shame, but... Uh, yeah, since I think it was since about 2017 when we released our first album, Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a that was a big process for us as well. The the album that was huge, but after we released that, we had something solid that we could show people, and uh, a lot of the festivals totally loved it, and uh, we were we couldn't believe like no, how how it got after that. It was just a dream come true, actually. It's been incredible watching the whole story, really, from the outset, from, as you say, playing in people's front gardens to playing in huge stadiums full of folk. You know, it's been brilliant. But, Alistair, you couldn't have joined at a worse time, man, <laughs> you know, with everything going no. down. <laughs> I know, it was uh, very unfortunate, but just got to stay positive and we'll, we'll get there eventually. That's hopefully. just it, yeah. <laughs> So, obviously, you're the piper with the band, and joining the guys at Heron Valley, have you had much of an opportunity to play together, you know, before everything locked down, or? We've done a few things, I think, just before, maybe, uh, kind of November time, while I, while I was there. I think the biggest thing we've done was kind of write the album, the new album coming soon. 
So ah, that was good. There we go. So I got oh, that early doors. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if anything, we currently have a new EP out as well uh, that you guys can go and pick up at the moment. So do you want to tell us about the, the new EP then, Abigail? Yeah, so the EP <clears throat> kind of came about after our, um, I think it would have been our third tour of the States. Hmm. Um, and it would have been Kyle that was with us then. So um, Kyle put together some of the sets for that Um that EP as well. So it was named after Erie, uh, Lake Erie, mm-hmm. um, that's Canada and America. And um, we had actually been in Cleveland at the time, staying in, at an Airbnb. And we really hit it off with our host. And he was he was such an amazing guy. He called himself Paul from Earth. He didn't like to say he was from a specific place. He just said, I'm yeah. Paul from Earth. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he was an artist and a photographer and he had this beautiful picture of Lake Erie and it was really moody uh, and things like that and I just I loved it and everyone really loved it. Mm. Uh, so when it came to, we had kind of put together the tunes whilst we were on tour, the tunes and the songs. Yeah. When we came home, we're like, we've got to put these down. This is, you know, we'll just put down something we can get out there. And I said, we need to have Paul's artwork on that CD so we sent it away to Pierce at Loom and he kind of put together what is the the CD artwork so if you look inside the face that is Lake Erie in there and which is it was really special even though it's just a small CD it was it was really special. I was going to ask you about the artwork because it really is quite beautiful you know so that's where that came from then yeah Paul from Earth.
excellent stuff. Now, if anything, I have to ask you then about the music itself and you guys making a choice to have a bagpiper with you. No offense, Ali, but having a piper playing in a Achilles band has its own set of challenges. Is, is that something that you guys actively chose to have? Like, did you really make a, a choice, right? We need to have a piper. Um, well, originally we actually had two. Yeah. <laughs> so originally there were two pipers, so we really loved the pipes. Um, <laughs> I think it was because um, the, the boys that originally, the boys in Arlene that were in the original band, um, they were all friends since they were young. Um, I was after Nick to join, so that it was Nick and then me. So mm-hmm. those guys um, were all from Dunoon and they all knew each other. So I, th- I don't think it was that a conscious decision, but it became, especially for me, a really big part of my music um, style, you know, my fiddle playing is really heavily based on pipes. I, I grew up learning the fiddle alongside pipes, and um, mm. so that's really affected how I play, and um, I have a really big connection to it. So that's it, and you can really tell, you know, with the music because the fiddle sound and the pipe sound almost sound as one. It's kind, of, it's weird to describe to people if you haven't ever heard it before. It's like the two tones blend into what. It's very strange. Is that something that you actively work on, though, to harmonize the two instruments together like that? Yeah, I, I'll, if we're recording, especially with the album um, that Ali mentioned there that we were writing, and um, we re- started recording that in, was, that, was it November, I think, around then? And uh, me and Ali worked really hard together to to kind of blend. You know, I would maybe play something different to how he would play it, but we would... Hmm be able to blend together and I think that was really important for us to have that sound there you go that's interesting now for sure so Ali I've got some geeky piping questions for you I'm afraid can you tell us about setup then mate because obviously playing in different stages different climates all has its challenges along with playing with other instruments what kind of upkeep or setup do you have Alistair to keep things moving Uh, well I'm quite fortunate my pipes are quite handy for that, the drone-wise, I've got a good set of drones that are very solid. Good, and that always helps, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> but with the chanter, I kind of go for having it as close to B-flat out the box. Right, So yeah. I don't have much tune-up, or don't need too much tune-up time beforehand, and that just kind of balances out when it's like putting the pipes down for a while and then mm-hmm. picking them up again, and they're just usually kind of... There or close enough, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so... You, and, and then I guess if it gets too hot, then <laughs> and maybe a quick pull out, you know, and yeah. change it. But I'm quite lucky that everything seems to be working. But I, I've noticed I don't really tune up too much. And if we do things in the RCS, big pipe things, and then everyone's in B flat and they're all kind of coming up, and I'm usually up there already. So, oh, I see. Yeah. So that's maybe something that I do a bit different. See, that's one of the things about, you know, especially for gender tone, like it raises in pitch so quickly sometimes mm-hmm. with playing in the heat. And, uh, you know, Abigail, I was, I don't know, I'm not a fiddle player, but do you guys have similar challenges to what bagpipers would do, you know, with tuning and things like that? Uh, we do to an extent. It's definitely not anything like, you know, how the heat would affect the pipe. So I've noticed mm-hmm. that I think we were playing in Montana, we were in Butte, Montana, and it was the hottest I have ever been uh, and the pipes were just it, there was um, a piping workshop as well that um, our old piper uh, Ewan McNabb participated in mm. and uh, he was he was having the worst time because he was the only one with Highlands uh, oh. 
<laughs> various different things. Um, so yeah, he was definitely having a, a horrible time with that. But I, I'm usually okay. It's a bit, it's much easier, obviously, for me to tune. And I usually just tune to whatever the pipes are doing. Basically, as as yeah. long as we and the pipes are in tune, then it's fine. Everyone else, obviously, like the keyboard can't change. But uh, no, they just do their best to kind of follow suit. Then really. <laughs> Yeah, but it's never, especially like Ali said, it's actually, I've found that we don't actually have a lot of problems with, with tuning. There you go. Not that we've had a lot of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. Abigail, I'm going to quiz yourself, really, because you're kind of known for, well, famously telling stories in between songs as well. And, you know, talking about where you're from and all of that, romantically telling these incredible stories. Is that something that you work on yourself, you know, putting these great tales together? You know, it was actually something that I was really nervous about. The, the first time we went to the States, was the first time I had ever done, or maybe um, I had done a couple of gigs before sit-down concerts. Mm. But with Heron Valley, this was my first time doing a sit-down concert. Um, usually we don't really have to do much. We just get on, play the tunes, everyone's clapping, dancing, and having a drink. Yeah. But, you know, when, it's, when people are actually there to listen to the music and not to come and participate in a festival, um, it's a completely different vibe. Mm. So I was extremely, extremely nervous doing that the first time. But uh, <laughs> you could probably tell that I could uh, talk, talk to a brick wall, to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I did that and it went okay. Um, and then he came with us on our second tour. Um, he is amazing at telling stories. And he also can just add like little extra sparkles to stories as well. So I learned a lot from him. But uh, yeah, it was something I did actually have to work on. And I, I, I would sit sometimes, even on the plane, on the way there, I was like, right, I'll tell this story in between here. And, <laughs> um, one you've probably seen was the, the story I told about uh, our video home. So yes. um, we climbed a, a mountain or hill, whatever you want to call it, called the Ben and Lochan. And uh, we had made our sandwiches for the day, which obviously we call pieces here. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had got to the top of the hill, we were about halfway through, and I, I was saying, where are the pieces? Uh, so I'm telling this story, and the joke is that I had left the, the sandwiches sitting, the pieces sitting on the top of the car, and you could oh, see no. that from the top of the hill. <laughs> so that is, that's the joke that I was telling when we were in America, but obviously I was saying pieces, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until the end of the tour that I found out that piece means a firearm, uh, your piece means a oh. firearm in America. Oh, so I no. just tell everybody that I was just <laughs> firearms lying about the place. So I really found, found it very funny and I was like, why is no one laughing at my joke? <laughs> so, uh, that was, uh, I learned from that one. Too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Lost in translation there, I say, yeah. <laughs> Won't you follow? No, follow me to get home. Won't you ask someone to show you you feel hollow? Hollow, find a way home. Walk with me by the sand through the trees. I can 
that, that's one thing actually that you've been doing recently on TikTok is that you've been teaching folk uh, kind of Scotch words and language and things like that. How have you found the reaction, Abigail, to all of that online? Yeah, it was really unusual actually. I had no idea people were so interested in, um, I say the Celtic culture because we share so much obviously with the other Celtic nations. Um, right. And a lot of the time, it's, it's kind of unknown who started what a lot of the time. So I like to just say the Celtic culture. Um, yeah. Yeah, the response was amazing. And I couldn't believe how many people um, took to it. They loved it. So, yeah, it was nice to be able to, to share some of our own cultures with other people. That's it indeed. And I have to ask you then, when you're talking about showing your culture to other people, how have you found the music travels? You know, you've been all over the place playing this music. How have you found the reception in, you know, around the world? I think we have especially um, something different to offer with our Highland bagpipes. Obviously, yeah. that, that is our big thing. Uh, and it is so well received. But also, people can relate to it. So, um, especially in... Italy and France and things like that their Celtic music is very similar and they're you know it's all come from dancing really yeah and so their dance and music originated in the same way ours did so it's all very similar and um, so they they can relate to it but it's got that extra something special with the, the Highland bagpipes so there you yeah. go so Ali you're adding that something special mate yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Ali, can I ask then, I do know you from the competitive piping scene. Uh, I do remember you playing in Glasgow Sky and others. So are you still playing competitively at the moment? Uh, I'm not. No, I haven't for, I think 2018 was my last year in the Sky. Yeah. So it was just, was it, just, it was just one year in the Sky actually. And then I just, well, the RCS decided to focus on the folky and Kaylee's side of piping and it's been it's been good it's a little go. less stressful <laughs> that's, that's just what i was going to ask you about the comparison between the two different worlds you know the competitive scene where you're really focused on getting every grace note right but moving that to the folk scene how have you found that move it's been good uh, i guess you don't need to worry about the grace notes too much yeah but i do because is something that you want to do you want to make it as good as you can but if you miss a grace note then that's it you just forget about it and carry on there's nobody there with a nice... clipboard writing no. it down no there might be <laughs> there might be but it doesn't really affect it too much <laughs> yeah um, still want to make things as good as possible of course that's it indeed but if, yeah, i'm sure you found it like musically kind of freeing in a way that like you're not stuck to your march to spay and real you can do exactly as you please really in a set yeah yeah totally uh, i don't really play msr as much it's a it's a rare thing for me to do these days just for but it's just a bit of fun when i do them and play a good set of two fours and that's it there you go you couldn't beat them sometimes i love them yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I have to ask a couple of questions then about future upcoming releases. Abigail, you've been working on your solo stuff this last while. Uh, how are things progressing with that? Yeah, I actually, um, it's not been announced yet, but uh, my single is coming out uh, very soon. Uh, it will be March. Oh, um, oh there yeah, we go. So Great. Single, yeah, coming out then, which is really exciting. We had to do a video um, that I'm not in, obviously, because... Uh, as a band, Keith Keith is um, 
the, the label head for my album. So Keith, our keyboard player, mm-hmm. and he owns We Studio. So he's recorded the Head and Valley EP as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, we weren't able to meet up and film and things like that. So the video won't have me in it, but um, I think that's kind of refreshing. Um, there you go. Yeah. Compared to the other stuff that we've done, uh, which is nice. So yeah, that's really interesting. I'll have to keep an eye out for that now. Yeah, March. Very cryptic. It's four weeks in March. But yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that all the same. You'll have to keep us posted. Uh, but Ali, you did mention working on a new album, you know, recording little things here and there in November. Uh, any idea, guys, of when we're going to get a new release from you? Oh, Alex, very quiet. Wait, I-, I don't think so. No. <laughs> we don't have any dates at the moment. No. Just a, a work in progress, really, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we've still got uh, Darren still to put drums on uh, and Callum still to got bass to put on. So we actually have no idea when it's going to be ready, but uh, we can say it's going to be it's going to be pretty good. It's a wee bit different to what we have been doing. It's kind of, you'll see a progression from Rome to Storm to what it is now. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. If anything, I have to say, you know, as a, as a fan, I can see where you guys started and then obviously with all of your travels around the world and that you can really see that in your music. It's really changed the kind of the tone and the approach of everything for your music. Is that something that you've again, actively worked on to try and incorporate, you know, your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Especially like I said, with the Eerie Storm, I think we, we tried not to make it too much. Mm. You know, um, I think there's, there's, especially in Take You There, our single that we released, um, that is on Eerie Storm. And you can tell that that is very different to the rest, but that hadn't been put on a CD, so we put it on there. And the production on that is really, really different. And um, I think we tried for Eerie Storm just to keep it to its roots because that's the sound that we had been playing for, you know, a month straight. So we really tried to not let it, you know, get too excited and let it explode. Um, so we actively did try and um, keep that that really special sound that we had got on tour. So. There you are. It's, it's honestly it's fascinating. And I could chat to you guys all, all day about this, you know, but I have to let you go. Uh, but unfortunately, there's a couple of questions I have to ask you just before you go. There's Big Rab Show staples. Have you got a favourite cheese? Starting with Ali. Have you got a favourite cheese? I actually don't. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a big fan of all cheese, to be honest, oh, and as much go. as possible. <laughs> and yourself, Abigail? Philadelphia. Oh, the spreadable goodness. There you go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I have to say, uh, we have been following Kyle Howe's uh, YouTube channel now for years. Obviously, we knew since he was playing with you guys, we thought, hey, we're going to get loads of videos. And so we did. We got a, t- a whole tour kind of diary and stuff. What was your experience of putting that together with Kyle? Were you guys really annoyed with him poking a camera in your face all the time? <laughs> you know At the time, I was like, there would be mornings or like nights where we were traveling through the night or like up really early in the morning, having mm. just played a gig the night before. It's a lot of play drive, play drive. And yeah. uh, there would be mornings I'd be like, Kyle, get it out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's a couple that you can see that I have genuinely just rolled out my bed. <laughs> Still in my pajamas, basically my jumper on top. But do you know what? I was so glad that he did it. And he did such an amazing job of putting it all together. It was incredible. Yeah. And he would stay up really late <laughs> some nights putting it together. But I'm so thankful he did it because it's 
the memories are so nice to look back on. Yeah, some of them are incredible. Can I say that Nick and Callum both are both hysterical? Yeah. And you know the things they get up to, fantastic stuff. So, guys, if you aren't aware of it, go and check out Kyle Howe's YouTube channel. You can get all of these tour videos from Heron Valley, and it's absolutely brilliant to watch. And if you haven't heard anything from Heron Valley, then go and check out the website, the Bandcamp, all of that. It's all available everywhere. Do you want to give a bit of a plug then, uh, Abigail, uh, with the websites and all that stuff, where folk can hear you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our physical CDs are available um, through our website, which will take you to our uh, We Studio Bandcamp. Um, and I think there is t-shirts available on the, the website. Ooh. Correct me if I'm wrong. There might be some available there. And um, yeah, we're on all the streaming sites and things like that. Uh, so you can basically find us anywhere. Type us in. There is a Heron Valley Cider. That's not us. No, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was. I typed your name into Google a couple of weeks ago, actually, and got a cider companies. What's going on here? I was thinking, did you did you guys release your own cider? We branched out. <laughs>
there you go. Guys, honestly, it's fantastic to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time to chat to us. And uh, we do hope to see the end of this stupid pandemic and we can open the gates again at different events and that. If you are going to be hitting the stage, can you let us know? And so we can make sure to go. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Emilio. Thank you. Take care. Wow. There you have it. Heron Valley there. And that last track, actually, that they performed there, a track called Anna's. That was all recorded remotely, by the way, in, like, different houses all over Scotland. So, yeah, but band members living in different parts, of course, all recording it and then mixing it all together at the end. It's fantastic stuff. So, guys, if you're not already a fan of Heron Valley, then you should be. Go and check out their music. It's available everywhere. Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Anywhere you get online music, go and have a watch at it. Go and have a listen to it. Heron Valley, I'm an absolute fan, and I hope you guys are too. And, uh, yeah, thank you. You can, you can actually thank me later, I suppose. I'm hoping to get some emails next week to say, Hey, Rab, checked out that band on this week's pod. And, uh, yeah, they're quite good. So, yeah, with a bit of luck, if they do have any upcoming live performances and such, we will definitely let you guys know. So, yeah, if you're living locally here in the UK, you can actually go and see them. Yeah, and trust me, seeing these guys live is an absolute experience. Yeah, so, yeah, go and check them out. Heron Valley. Absolutely brilliant. So, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I have to say again... Thank you very much for downloading this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do consider hitting that subscribe button. So as each week passes and another episode gets uploaded, you'll get a notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Yes, don't forget you can check us out on our website, thebigrabshow.com, and all the usual social medias, and of course on our Patreon page, where every click of support really does help us here on The Big Rab Show, especially during such difficult times as a global pandemic. This week's podcast is dedicated to our late friend, Mickey Daly, who will be sorely missed by all of us here in the piping scene in Northern Ireland, in the UK, and around the world, and by ourselves here on The Big Rab Show team. He was a good friend of ours, and he will be sorely missed. Again, our sincere condolences go out to his partner, Shelly Ann, to the Campbell family, and to the Daly family also. Until next week, guys, we will see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Till then, take care. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.